0: Welcome to Rheumatology Republic's In Conversation podcast. This special series is broadcast daily from the American College of Rheumatology's Convergence 2022 in Philadelphia, USA.
1: My name's Julian Segan. I'm reporting for Rheumatology Republic. We're here at the ACR Convergence 2022 in Philadelphia. We're here on day two, and I've got the great pleasure of inviting my colleague, Dr. Tina Coe. Tina, if you could introduce yourself.
2: Hi, so I'm Tina Coe. I'm a first-year rheumatologist working at Monash.
1: And uh, could you just tell us about some of your clinical areas of interest or things that you find interesting that you're here to target?
2: I'm fairly general in terms of my areas of interest, but particularly this year I'm interested in connective tissue conditions. There's been a couple of good myositis sessions, scleroderma sessions, yeah.
1: Great. And so what's been your highlight so far out of all of the topics that you've seen?
2: So I listened to a a really good scleroderma talk this morning and the main take-home message from the talk was microvascular manifestations about the pathogenesis of scleroderma, how that affects a lot of sort of unseen silent conditions and how we should probably be thinking about combination therapy in terms of immunomodulatory as well as vascular management. So that was quite interesting.
1: And so what sort of agents do they use in combination or, or what do they have experience with, with their immunosuppression and with the vasodilatation side of things?
2: So... Immunosuppression-wise, I think here they seem to be mainly using mycophenolate. There was a big emphasis on how because the condition is so multifaceted that each manifestation obviously requires a specified treatment, but in terms of skin, lungs, mycophenolate seems to be their go-to, followed by maybe myfortic if there's GI discomfort, followed by maybe IVIG, depending on what you're treating. Prostaglandin seems to be their main go-to in terms of vasodilatory agents.
1: Okay, it seems that probably their access to medications like Sildenafil and Tadalafil is probably a lot easier for them than for us. Do you have much experience using that in Australia?
2: Yeah, we do use that quite a fair bit at Monash. There is difficulty in terms of pharmacy access, but we do have a bit of a streamlined sort of agreement with pharmacy and they do allow our patients access to Sildenafil without payment.
1: Fantastic. And so any other areas that you found interesting or do you have any messages for people from home from the ACR so far?
2: So I think all the sessions have been really interesting this year. Obviously being the first session post COVID, there's a lot of buzz. All the speakers have been really great. I think everyone should try and get to ACR at some point.
1: And so on that topic, what's it like being back at an in-person conference at such a big event with so many people?
2: It's really great. I mean, I think there is obviously now more of a drive for doing virtual sessions. So it's really interesting seeing the split between there's in-person sessions, there's live streams, and there's sort of on-demand, just sort of plain virtual access. So... Because of the variation, I do think there's probably, having not been to ACR before, I think there's probably a lot more sessions looking at just the format, how the format's changed. But yeah, there's a, I think there's a real excitement here and sort of, yeah, it's really good to be back.
1: So as an in-person attendee, have you actually attended much virtually while you've been here?
2: Oh, so I haven't attended any of the, plain, the the specific virtual sessions just because I want to optimise my time here and attend things in person where I can. But I have done some live streaming.
1: Fantastic. And have you seen any sessions or any pearls that are likely to change your clinical practice in future?
2: Yes. There's been a few. Can't think of any off the top of my head. So I went to a Pearls and Myths session run by John Stone yesterday, and he one of the myths that he was debulking was that ACE inhibitors should be used as prophylaxis, whereas in fact using ACE as a prophylactic therapy may set up a chronic less reversible process. So in fact, we probably shouldn't be using that, so that's quite interesting.
1: And so that's for scleroderma renal crisis, is that right?
2: Sorry, yes, for scleroderma renal crisis, correct.
1: Fantastic. And so you've been quite prominent on social media with all the different food experiences here. What's been your favourite Philadelphia or ACR food that you've tried here?
2: So notably, they have set up a Philly cheesesteak stall. The line was quite long. I sat there for a good 20 minutes, and I would say that it was worth the wait.
1: Fantastic. All right. I just want to thank my colleague, Dr. Tina Coe, for her wisdom and experience here at the ACR. This is Dr. Julian Segan reporting for Rheumatology Republic here at the ACR 2022 in Philadelphia.
0: Rheumatology Republic In Conversation podcast is brought to you by the Medical Republic team. You can subscribe to this podcast on Spotify, iTunes or your favourite podcast player. You also might like our podcast The Tea Room to keep up with the general practice of healthcare and running a successful clinic. But for the latest news and views about rheumatology, check out the Rheumatology Republic website www.rheumatology.com.au there you can easily subscribe to our email newsletter or print copies of the Rheumatology Republic magazine. We love to keep you informed, so thanks for tuning in.